Boy, I tell you, just a uh, major day, major guest coming up. I mean, we'll have more from the Baylor offensive coordinator. Um, you know, our man, uh, Jake Spavital. Uh, right now, Nicole Sheeran taking a quick break. I mean, there's a TV package running at 6 o'clock over on Channel 6 tonight, and that's exciting because uh, Joe Gillespie, the new coach out at Midway, Nicole's been all over this. News broke on uh, Friday, I guess it was, and we were jumping on it, talking about it. And, uh, and Nicole, welcome back to the show. It's fun to see you out there at Baylor TCU. Another tough ending for the Bears. But uh, I, how are, are were folks pretty excited out at, um, out at Midway? They were. What's up, Mosley? Good to Hi. hop back on again. Um, yes. People were very excited at Midway today. So there was a Midway board, school board meeting at 1 o'clock. It's when they officially named Joe Gillespie as the next head football coach there. Energy was high. And I just want to add, he is the nicest man. I went up and introduced myself. He was pumped to be there. He made an effort to meet every media person, remember their names. He just seems like a really great guy that's going to bring some great energy to the program. Man, did you say, hey, I'm sorry, my buddy Mosley was not able to, to be here today. He he had something going on. Did you apologize on my behalf? I feel like of Joe's going to hold this against me. <laughs> I, I had to throw you under the bus, Mosley, but it's what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> well, so what was the uh, – what was that? I mean, Joe, his – and you've done all your research now. You know he's got Stephenville ties. But what were yep. the midway – what were the Midway people? Before we talk about Joe, like how big a hire, um, and of course this involves Joe, but how, how big a hire was this, do you think, for Midway? And I tell you, I keep hearing, I think there were a ton of people interested in this job, and, and I'm talking about like big-name type folks that everybody would know. I think, uh, I think this job ended up drawing a lot of interest. Are you hearing the same? Absolutely. I am exactly hearing the same. So what we learned today, um, and obviously I've done my research before, I've been hearing buzz that a lot of people were, of course, interested in this big time um, position at Midway. But they told us today that 60 applicants there are like a little bit over 60 applicants and resumes that they went through. And then they conducted two hour interviews with 10 of those people. And they said that Joe Gillespie was the obvious choice. They had the interview process with him. They just knew right away this is our guy if he wants this job. And so, I mean, like you said, Gillespie, he's had, what, his first 21 years of his career were in the central Texas area. He was at Stephenville. He, he, uh, he told us he always wanted to come back to high school football. He loved, you know, his stint at Tulsa and TCU, but – he always wanted to end up back, you know, under the lights on a Friday night, and this was his big opportunity to do that. I mean, that's interesting, too, because he's got those ties to Art Bryles, and I'm sure they still have, you know, or close, because Art's close with a lot of those guys. But um, right. it's, it's just Stephenville has produced some incredible coaches. He continued and had a great run there. That's got to be interesting, though, to go from TCU in a in a in a span of just a little over a year. You're you're playing for a national title, and you're the defensive coordinator. And I don't know how. I mean, I don't care how great a job Midway is. I mean, that's an interesting transition. And now you're Absolutely. a head high school football coach. I mean, did he did he address that? I mean, that's it. That's just an interesting uh, deal. I mean, like 
in uh, in Texas, though, people value these jobs so much, it 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 does almost feel like a lateral move from the big. No, 12. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> we. It's funny because we asked him that. I think it was Bryce Cherry or, or one of the guys asked him, you know, why why the move? Like why the move from like you said, a big time program making it to a national championship to coaching a high school football team, and he he kind of addressed how his heart always wanted to end back here one day. And it just felt like the right move at the right time. He also was saying that there's something about, you know, him and his wife and his wife was there too today. Very sweet lady. And they were just talking about, there's something about them being able to just love on these kids who are in high school, really work on developing these athletes to maybe play at the next level. It's just something that he and his wife have a real passion for. And he was, he was talking to us and he, he, the way he phrased it was interesting where he was like at the college level, I'm coaching these guys who are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. Some of them are just like, you know, your typical college kid, but some of them, they have kids of their own. So it's a whole new type of athlete that you're coaching at the college level. But he said, but with high school, I feel like I'm really making my, my imprint and my mark to develop these kids. And he's like, and that's a passion that me and both my wife and I both have at, you know, in central Texas and at the high school level. And so it just sounded like, right place, right time. And he, I mean, he's pumped. He made a joke, which was funny. He said that at one point, Stephenville and Midway, you know, were in the same district and they were facing each other. Stephenville went 0-2 against Midway. And he's like, well, if you can't beat them, why not join them? And so now he's here. So he seems like a really awesome dude. And I think, you know, energy was high. Smiles were happening all around. I just think the whole program is really pumped to have him there. Yeah. And did you have some footage? I mean, I, I thought I saw something where like the players were, it's like, I mean, did he step right into the off-season program? I thought I saw some players out there doing push-ups or something. I mean, yes. it's, it's Coach Joe. Yes. He's just already taken over out there. Coach Joe is not messing around. Day one, he's in a suit, but he's out there on the, you know, in the indoor facility at Midway, and he told his players, and I love this, he said, every practice, we're going to do 16 push-ups. And he said, do you know why? And he said, because 16 wins. And that's when we bring home that state title. And so that's their way, his way of instilling a, a certain culture, right? And this program is, we're going to do this. This number means something for a reason, and it starts today. And so they got, they were, I mean, they were doing sprints up and down the whole length of the football field when we got in there. And then he said, all right, push-up time, let's go. So he's not messing around. He means business from day one. <laughs> this, this was not for the Channel 6 cameras. Was this, I mean, just playing up to the cameras, you think this is going to be like a daily? And by the way, I'm trying to think if I could do 16 full-on push-ups. <laughs> I used to try. We were talking I, I, about that. I, we were I all shocked. talking about that. I turned to I turned to Darby at Channel 10 and Shaj from um, 25, and I said, "Do y'all think you could do 16 push-ups? I think I could do 16 push-ups, Mosley. But but once you're pushing 25, 30, I, my form going to go out the window for sure. <laughs> I dropped down one time, you know, years ago in my 30s, and it shocked my radio cohorts. I knocked out 50. <laughs> I knocked out 50 no of them. No way. But, yeah, but it, from a form standpoint, even I don't think the form was like, like I don't think Navy would have like you know they would have they would have approved. <laughs> but it was it was pretty it was a strong deal, and certainly have never tried anything like that uh, since then. And I think now, 10. I think there's a chance ten could happen, but I think I think about okay, I think at good. that point 
there might be like a collapse or something. But good for uh, for Midway, and um, yes. and that's interesting. To Joe, did did anybody jump right in there? Like, hey, Joe, what are you making? I mean, you know, they put these things Midway. These are like open records, Texas. Right. Do we have a? Do we get the? Do we get the contract numbers almost like we do in college and NFL? Or are we gonna? Are you gonna hold off on that for a bit? So I think we did not, as of today, get the contract numbers. However, okay. you know, Nicole Sheeran's brain has been turning over here with what what number that could possibly be. I didn't feel like it was the right place to ask it today, but definitely want to find out that information, you know, soon enough, mm-hmm. because that's another question a lot of people are wondering. You know, people are curious. I also yeah. want to add something, Mosley, that was very telling to me today is when we were talking to Joe he honed in on how Ezra Martinez, and for those who don't know, he's the guy who stepped in as interim head coach and really you know, helped Midway have a great season this year to turn things around. And yeah. Coach said that Ezra called Joe when you know, this was all being finalized, kind of talking about how, Coach, I really would love to stay with this program. I love these kids. I, I have such a passion for them. You know, I would do anything to stay, to stay with you on your staff. And so – Joe has every uh, intention of keeping Ezra on the staff. He really, they have a great bond. They've really gotten along. So he just told us, you know, today, which I thought was great and was very interesting that Ezra, you know, obviously it's up to Ezra if he wants to stay. But as of what we were told, Ezra has a place on that staff if he wants it. Um, And it seems like he does because he gave Joe a call right away, kind of honing in on these are my guys. I have, you know, I love them and I want to stay with them. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. I love the job he did. Went four and one as interim coach, and you see a lot of times, you know, p- people will hire an interim when they have a nice run like that. In this instance, I think Brad Shelton understood that while he really appreciated Ezra, this was such a coveted type job that you need to o- needed to open it up. So why did all Absolutely. those why did all those applicants come in? Well, they can pay. It's got good history. Now, I mean, you know, what happens coming up this week, you know, find out like district and all that. I mean, that can those as we saw a few years ago, those things can get scary. But I don't think Joe will run from anything. And, uh, you know, Midway needs to get its feet back under it. Right. They got put in that horrible district and got killed and it just kind of knocked them down. And they kind of well, got to get their swagger back to a certain extent and getting a big name, um, you know, college type coach, you know, maybe we'll do the trick. No, absolutely. You need that big name because, you know, they said it today. People want to come to Midway. It's a very attractive school, but some a big name like this makes it even more attractive, especially for guys who want to play football. And so you brought it up just now about realignment happening on Thursday, you know, Somebody, one of the questions asked today was, was there any thought in your mind of maybe waiting until after realignment to finalize this? And he right away, he kind of laughed and he said, no, no matter what happens on Thursday, no matter what movement maybe occurs, like I knew that I knew this was the place for me. I knew this was a job for me. There was no doubt in my mind. It was a no brainer. And so he seems like that part of, you know, high school football doesn't seem to affect any decision he was going to make. All right. And um, now, did you have some good midway gear on out there? I was trying to look at your Twitter. You were kind of showing those kids doing uh, push-ups and all. Did he did he come in there? Did he go suit and tie, or was it more of a pullover type deal? 
Uh, so that, he, he was yeah. in a suit. I don't think there was a tie. I think it was kind of like a sports coat, you know, yeah. pants, collared shirt type deal. But he definitely was dressed to impress for the school board meeting. But he also didn't mind getting getting out there with the guys today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said he got out there in his suit. I remember now. Those are nice <laughs> brown shoes. You could tell he's been out in the college in the college world, that is not that's not off the rack. He looks like he may have had this custom done. And you know, believe it or not, Nicole, he's a few years older than I am, but he's got a youthful look about him. Got a youthful He really look. does. Yeah. He does not look his age, which I believe is listed no. at fifty two. Exactly. Right. And we know that football can really make you age twice as much, right? Especially if you're on any kind of coaching staff. It is a stressful job. Yeah. But he seems to do it with ease. It doesn't seem to affect him. So we need to know what his secret is. <laughs> All right. And, and last last thing, Baylor TCU the other day, another oh. heartbreaker. I mean, I you know, you hope there's no carryover and they start to kind of doubt themselves. I don't think they will. It's a very positive staff. But, uh, you know, at some point you do have to kind of start worrying about feeling like you're a little bit snake bit. I mean, that's – uh-huh. This team desperately needs a win, and I thought it was going to happen the other day, and there were great opportunities, but I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, given chances to win these games, they, they make weird mistakes. And the other team, of course, hits huge shots. But I thought that 10-second call, you know, what a, what a horrible time for that. It was like, what, a minute, oh, it- minute and a half left in one of those overtimes, and, and, you, get, and you got a three-point lead. And you're okay. You got to be feeling pretty good about things, and you get a right. ten second call. I thought that was awful. I mean, Mosley, that game was heartbreaking. Honestly, if there's one word to describe it, you go through all that triple overtime. You keep pushing. You keep pushing, and you can't get the win. And after the after the game, Scott Drew said, "I mean, you look at their schedule so far, and you look at the games that they've lost." That's what the third overtime of the season, but the last three games, I think they've only lost by one possession. So it's not like they're out of these games completely. They're losing them by one possession. That's got to be frustrating for every guy in that locker room. It's got to be frustrating for Scott Drew. And we asked him, we said, what was the message in the locker room after the game? And he said, we got to stop losing one possession games." That's all he said. And I think that's a great way to summarize it because they're over it. And I think with TCU specifically, something that I saw is I just think it was a game of who can outplay and outlast. And I think, you know, obviously there were some bad calls. I agree with you on that 10-second one mostly. But it was a game of who can outplay and outlast. And I think TCU just showed that they could outlast. And that's what happened. And it really just sucks. If there's one way to say it, it sucks. Because these guys are in it. They have the talent. I mean, Eve Nisi had the game of his life. I mean, he killed it out there. They have the talent on the court. That's not the problem. It's more so why can't they finish? You know, it's like why yeah. why is it that when we get to the final minutes, we can't we can't finish. And another problem that I've seen them having is they've got a nine, ten point lead, then they lose that lead. They can't build off of that lead. You can't have that lead and then give it right back. You gotta keep going. And that's something that Scott Drew talked about too, is the fact that you know, when we have when they have those leads and when they have that kind of finish, third, you know, second half, whatever, halfway through the second half, you can't then just say, oh, we're good. We have that lead. We can hang off and chill yeah. a little bit. 
they got to keep pushing. And mm-hmm. TCU took advantage of the fact that they gave them a little leeway, and they just outlasted them. Yeah. Is what is what happened? In in free throws always come back to haunt you, and uh, the other coach is going to get a technical, make them pay. It used to be like right. one technical shot, you get two, you blew both of those. I mean, again, they're not trying to miss those. I hate it. I hate to say it, but again, those are those are huge free throws. And then then they were going one for two from the line. These are good free throw shooters who are doing that too. So Nicole, get back to it. Cannot wait. <laughs> Six o'clock tonight to watch this package you're putting together on Midway's new uh, head football coach, Joe Gillespie. That'll be exciting and uh, and great to have you on. It was really fun to see you the other day. You too, Mosley. You know I always love hopping on, so thanks for having me. You bet. There she goes, Nicole Sheeran, Channel 6's own, on the Matt Mosley Show. <clears throat> now, Pete Souza, you know him. He's on ESPN, calls a lot of these games. He's also a big NFL guy. Uh, he'll, uh, he's going to join us. That'll be next. 